0: So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app. Or go to www.spotify.com podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, is absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com podcasters and start creating today.
1: You feel me? And I watched when we was on tour, I watched how he moved. We was on tour. He didn't go nowhere without his wife. He, he need to be protected at all times. You feel me? When we eat, let's go get breakfast. I right, bet. Let me wait show D.D. ready. D.D. don't get up till 2 o'clock. I right, bet. Trap, what we doing? Let's go get lunch. Yep, let's bring D.D. We finished, we finished the, the assignment for the day, whatever that speaking and getting was. Man, where we going to eat at? I don't know. Let's see what D.D. want to do. <laughs> you feel me? I get he it. Ain't, he ain't moving without her. But what that's doing is, that's the heads around
0: him.
2: Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit. Your host, Tyshawn Jackson, and I'm here with another episode of my co-host, Ryan Ketches.
0: I don't think they ready for this one, man. Yeah. I think we about to go places we ain't never been. Mm. We about to go places we ain't never been. And uh, with the guest we got for y'all, man, he about to lay it out. He's about to go crazy.
2: This brother here, we probably been talking about an hour before the show. And this brother here got one of the comeback stories of a generation. (laughs) I'm talking about a comeback story that I'm excited for y'all to experience here today. All the way from the streets and the trenches to now empowering a responsible man for freeing the minds and the people, I mean, our people, our community, empowering the people to build wealth, become financially literate, and even build better men, which you know we about. Mm-hmm. So let's get straight to it. We in here rocking with Wall Street Trapper. What's up,
1: brother? What's good man? I'm just good, man? I'm glad y'all had me. Um, definitely ready to just, you know, do what I can do to empower, you know, share my story, help some people. I'll release some people. You know what I'm saying? So let's get it, man. Let's talk about it. Thank y'all for having me, man. Thank y'all for having Thank me. Thank you Bro, for, yeah. for pulling up, man.
0: Absolutely, man. We blessed to have you. Ah. Yeah, and this is the thing, man. We we put out a lot of content. Yeah. Not all of it get released. Right. But we know what will get released. When we sit down, <laughs> and we like, yo, you know, can, how can we get still more of this dude time? <laughs> <laughs> we like, we need to take him to dinner tonight yeah, or yeah. what? All right, all right, <laughs> right, right all right. Thanks, man. And and, and and
2: I think the best place to start, because we're going to take y'all on the journey on this episode, mm. but before we, you know, start where we are now or, you know, where you headed, I, I we got we got to go back. Okay. Because I think that was one of the most compelling parts of your story because your childhood has so many layers. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with who you are today. Mm. We had a Marine on here, Steve Eckert, one of the most badass dudes we've ever had on the show. And I asked him, is there any consistent character traits or past that you see in strong men Mm. in order for them to become this way? He said, yes, it's always the same. Mm -hmm. He said they all have experienced a hellish past. Yeah. He said they all been through a lot of hard shit. They all had to go through this life that most people would not want to experience. Mm-hmm. They all had to face that mm-hmm. in order for them to become this person. Mm-hmm. And he said that's always very consistent in all the great men that he's seen. Mm-hmm. So we can't skip your past because that's, that's where probably... your past?
1: Yeah. It <laughs> was hard. Yeah.
2: In the trenches yeah. of Louisiana, New, New Orleans. Yes, sir. I want that yeah, I want them to you. We gotta make
1: sure we double that New Orleans. Uh, New, New Orleans, Orleans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> In New Orleans and this yeah. is in the the nineties. Yes. I, and I think and I and I murder seen capital. It, I, it was the murder capital.
1: A couple at the time. times. Couple times.
2: In the nineties. Well, back to back. And you was coming up here at this time. I mean, your family was going through a lot. Yeah. You was in the streets uh, moving drugs. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that, cause I think right now, I think it all popped off when you was fourteen years old. Let's give the let's paint the picture of where mm-hmm. you were at this point in your life.
1: So if we go back a little further, we talking about my first introduction to the streets was me being nine, seeing my mom get shot. Like so that's I'm talking. I'm sitting on the porch. It's like eight o'clock at night. I could still like see it like 8 o'clock at night. Um, there's a park in New Orleans called St. Rock Park. It's crazy high. Look at this picture. So you have a park and a cemetery side by side. Mm. Our house is on the corner, 1801 St. Rock. And my mom on the other side, she's coming to meet me by my grandmother. She turns around, have an altercation. She gets shot the first time. She try to turn around and run. Do we hit a four more times? I'm looking at it I'm with my own eyes. I see it, and I'm froze. So that was my first introduction to gun violence. That was my first introduction to okay, back. And I think that gave birth to something, something inside of me. Mm. I think seeing my mama go through that, survive, and then get back in the street, Um, I think that that just, I don't know, it's kind of like a a shark that tastes blood for the first time, and even though it wasn't my own, it built up some type of like hate inside of me, some type of vengeance inside of me. Like I maybe maybe made me make me feel like the world wasn't safe. Because if I saw my mama get shot, yo, right? Then it's a this a ruthless world I'm living in. You know what I'm saying? Like if I saw somebody like this is my mom, so if I see this happen at nine, then I truly know that I didn't feel safe in the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like at all, because your mother is your protector. Your like nothing ain't gonna happen to moms, you know. So for me to see that, it, it installs something in me. So my mom go to prison when I'm 14, and at the same time, my grandmother passed away. And so you know, my mom was has been a gay woman my whole life, and the woman she was dealing with, she put me out. She was like, "Look, your mom ain't in prison. I'm not about to take care of you." I, wow, I'm good. So I was like, all right. I bet mean, I can't cry about it. You know, like I'm like, all right, bet not. Mind you, during that, during that time, I done seen my mama maneuver. So I done picked up on some traits. I done picked up on how to be a hustler. I done, you know, I done I done stole some of the some of the some of the tricks to the game. I done adopted them. And so seeing, I'm like, all right, bet. So the lady, my mom and the lady used to sell drugs together. So I was like, "All right, bet." So I knew that she had a stash. at. So I went and hit like maybe like six, eight hundred dollar worth of crack. I went and got it, put all my stuff in a Nike duffel bag. I went to I went uptown, New Orleans. So I really Mid City. That's where my aunt was living at. But my aunt at the time, she used to go back and forth between the city and the country. So there's a little town my family from right outside of Baton Rouge, where my roots is. So my aunts used to go back and forth. So when I went to the place that I was familiar to, she was gone. So she wasn't there. So I'm like, okay, well, I kind of know this area. The people around here kind of know me. So they had a abandoned house, you know, in the area hood. So they got like a abandoned house. I was like, all right, bet. So I slept in a bandle for maybe like a couple of days. And then it has a thrift store called Mid-City Thrift. So I went there. And I I was just looking for clothes at the time, but they had this like igloo doghouse. It was like maybe like three, four foot tall, and it was insulated.
0: So I get the dog like home. a lu- luxury doghouse. Yeah,
1: it was like it was crazy, bro. It was I don't
0: even know. It and I, and before you continue, I want to make sure the audience gets context. So you were living with your mom and your grandma. Mom goes to jail. Grandma passes away.
1: No, so I was living between my mom and my grandma. So sometimes okay. I live with my mom. Sometime I live with my grandmother. Got my you. grandmother and my mom were kind of at odds because my grandmother was like, yo, you don't need to introduce him to that. But my grandmother had done already went to prison for fraud. So she done did federal time before. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So my grandmother's like trying to tell my mom, like, yo, you don't need to be introducing him to that. And my mama like on some gangster stuff, she's just like, Yo, he going to learn the streets regardless. This is what we in. He you, he can't avoid this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we living around. He had gunshots every day. You know what I'm saying? And most kids in New Orleans, they have this traumatic experience where if you, if I was doing a prime example, even right now, I did a tour with Eric Thomas. We did a, we did a, E.T. is a mentor of mine. We did a book tour with him and we did a school And I was talking to him. I said, how many of y'all know the protocol when you hear a gunshot? 90% of the room raised their hand. And the protocol is don't run. You duck, you see where the bullet's coming from, and then you move. But to know that as a kid, wow, it's traumatic. Yeah. Right? We're not talking about a soldier. We're not talking about somebody in the Army. We're talking about kids in elementary school, middle school. I should not know this protocol. This is in 2023. I'm talking about this in 1994. You feel me? Murder Capital, back the back. So I already knew, like, okay, it's gunshot. So my mama was just like, "Yo, he this this the life. This New Orleans. This this prime crack em- epidemic era. This man. This 94 crime bill. War on drugs. Nancy Reagan. Just say no. We talking that era. And and dad nowhere to be found. Never never. Don't even know who that is."
0: So, so now you're 14, on the streets, you go to the thrift store, pretty yep. much get you a, a, a luxury doghouse dog to, to live dog in. We get we put it in a bando, and we sleep in it. Because my I was I,
1: my idea, I didn't plan to be homeless. I was like, all right, let me go. Mind you, this, this 96, 97-ish, there's no cell phones. We talking about beepers or pay phones, right? So let's make sure we understand that. Like Them cell phones ain't been around. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So we people, with space. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go by my auntie house. But you know, she was battling her demons, so she back and forth. So when she wasn't there, like I'm like, all right, I don't know where else to go at. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I know the neighborhood, so I'm there. I'm in the hood. They know
0: me. I'm like, I'm. Right, I got the dog house. We sleep in the, in a band house. It's all right. Did it just mentally at 14 years old? Did it ever occur to you that that wasn't how normal 14 year olds live? Um, it did, but I was just in survival mode. So, and then none of my
1: friends ain't like none of my, none of the people who I knew in they ain't making fun of me or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I bet. And then I got lucky um, because there was this girl at the Burger King who had two kids. And so when I needed to take a bath or when I needed to, I would go rock with her. You know what I'm saying? She was probably like 21, 22. You know, we in the hood, yo, so yeah. like she fast, she got her own little crib, you got mattresses in there with her kids, and it ain't the best house, but it's it's something. So I'm being grown, so I'll go over there, I'm like 14, I'll go over there, I'll kick her out, yo, let me take a bath, let me, you know what I'm saying? She like, boy, come on, she smoking her little weed, so you know, that was my little thing, so but then I'm hustling too, so I may go a couple of days without taking a shower. I may go a couple days. That ain't. That's not normal. That's not. I mean, that's normal. Like you hustling. Like all right, bet go two three days. I'm flighting. That's an all night flight. Bet cool. Yo, I've been three days. I ain't took a bath. Yo, let me let me wash up right quick. All right, bet come true. So I go through that, um, and then my great aunt wound up finding me, so I move with her daughter. But I was just too. I was too of the world.
0: I can only imagine wow. at 15 years old, you you done seen and, I was, and heard more, than, yeah, uh, I mean, more know, than adults. So I didn't
1: know how to at that time the family dynamic wasn't my norm at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my cousin, she trying to be a big sister to me, but it's way out of her element. You know what I'm saying? And I remember she had a 96, 97 Honda Civic, and I wrecked that joint. And then I left it. And she like, yo, what a call!" I'm like, man, I don't even know why you asked me about that. Man, you tripping. Like, and this ain't even making sense to me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So she go tell her mama. She like, yo, I can't, I can't handle him. Like, I can't. So then I go to Delaware. You know, she, they call my uncle. Like, yo, we need you to. So my uncle like, all right, bet. That's my little nephew. I got him. But I get out there. Again, I'm not. I'm not used to a family structure no more. the the perfect The perfect picture for me was I saw this movie called um, "Beast of a Nation" and with Idris Elba. Yeah, with the little kids in Africa. Yeah, they had be now they was drugging, but they had become so immune to the chaos; it was normal. It was programmed. I was programmed. You know, I'm in survival mode now. I'm going through the drift store buying pillows. I'm going through the drift store buying clothes. I'm going through the drift store buying sheets. But then I'm still, I was in a band. So I would still sometime go to school. You know what I'm saying? And so when I go to school, that was my like, <sighs> Let me kick with my homies, man. I don't I don't got to be none of this with them. We laughing, we joking, we ribbing, we having fun. We. But then when I go back, Like, all right,
0: bash back on. Let's move. You know what I'm saying? So I never I never thought about school like that. The, you know, the way you detail it. It's not even when I think about it. I was a very unappreciative kid. Yeah. Because I would think I would skip school and it's like, I don't like this shit. But being able to go to school is a blessing. And and watch
1: this. Even though I'm hustling, I'm not really making no money like that right now. I'm making a couple dollars at this time. I haven't even got into like making thousands of dollars yet, mm-hmm. to I, to after the situation in Delaware, then I come back. Now I'm making a little bread now, but I'm making you know three, four, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, which is all right. I ain't, but so when I go with my homies in school, it's just like I'm having fun with them. I'm I'm getting lunch, <laughs> 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 right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's breakfast, bro. I'm about, to, I'm about to eat these cereal. You tripping? Lunch, I bet. So I mean, you know. So, but it was normal to me. So I was in survival mode. So it wasn't really no, it wasn't no big deal. And none of my like my pe my partners at school ain't really know what I had going on. And the homies in the hood who I was rocking with, like, they had their own struggles. So we we trauma bonding. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We all poor. We all ain't nobody. We ain't in the space to judge nobody. You know what I'm saying? We all cool with this. Like, nigga, you good? I'm like, I'm good. I right, bet. You know what I'm saying? So I remember one of my homies, his mama would cook. He would be like, bro, we got the gravy steaks tonight. You we got the out tonight. I'm gonna get you one. I got you. I'm like, bet. You know what I'm saying? So I go up to Delaware and I'm like, all right, I catch the, catch the Greyhound out there. And my uncle, like, all right, bro, this it. They put me in the back of the house, which was cool. Literally, I'm there like three hours. I see some dude shooting dice, three of those down. so I get to the dice game. I'm like, bro, what up? What were you doing? Yeah, I had like maybe like $3,000 in my pocket. Like, what's up? I see the dude, his name was Kev. I see him losing money. I'm like, bro, check this out. Like, I'll give you some money. You know, he was like, what you want? What you? I'm like, you got some crack? He got to give me some weed. I'm like, no, you got some crack? <laughs> he was like, crack? But they call it butter. Yeah. like, what you smoke? I'm like, nigga, I look like a smoker. Oh, nigga,
0: I'ma sell it. And he's grown-ass men you talking to?
1: Well, they was probably like, so I'm probably like 14. They're probably like 21-ish. Wow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't grown, because he's still, he living with his mama. Yeah, yeah. Be in front of his mama porch, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nigga, I look like I smoke crack. Nigga, I'ma sell it. So he like, gonna sell it, nigga? Who are you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, you know, my uncle lived right. He was like, oh, you, 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 old nephew. Oh, I bet you from New Orleans, you body, it, body. It. Cause P, them hot run at time. So I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, I bet. So we make the exchange. So he wound up like losing more money. So I'm like, look, bro, let's, I got an idea, bro. Like, let's, let's just partner. Like, instead of you giving me the crap, bro, like, show me around, show me what's, I'm gonna still give you the money. You give me the crap, bro. Let's, Show me what's up. He was like, in his mind, on me, he was like, "This nigga crazy." But at the time, I'm not gonna lie. Like New Orleans had in that era, we had like we used to carry that. You know what I'm saying? Like murder capital. Don't play with me. You know, P was just going crazy in the world. Like that body, body was heavy. So we we carried that. Like dudes from New Orleans, you carry that. You know what I'm saying? So I, that was my badge. You saw. Him? Me and the dude wound up getting cool, shoot. Next thing I know, I'm in Delaware robbing. No no hate against nobody in Delaware, but the way, the way they operated and what I was from, to me, they looked like cornballs. No hate, but it was a different scenario from the chaos I was used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, they almost had structure. Like, it could be like eight of them sitting on a bench, nobody not knocking nobody for the sales. It's like, all right, bro, you get this one. It was organized, like, all right, bro, you get that cell. Real friendly territory. Yeah, it was like, damn, this how y'all rock? Like, yo, it's, it's drowning around my way, bro. Don't cut me off, you cut me off. Bro, I'm shoot you, bro. Don't. Like, they had a system. I was like, oh, this different. But the beats clicked in, like, oh, oh, this fair game. Oh, they too friendly. They don't even know how to hustle. Bad. Jackpot. You know what I'm saying? So I got with Kev. I was like, bro, I need a, I need a gun. I can't be hustling. I ain't got no gun. He was like, "Yo, you crazy?" I'm like, "Nah, bro. How you, you 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 hustle without a gun." He was like, "No, I'm like, well, nigga, give me a gun." <laughs> I'm like, "I got you. So he didn't give me a gun. So it was this dude named um, Duck. So Duck, tall dude, had freckles in his face. I buy a gun from him. I'm young dude. So wind up going out there, just robbing. That was just a horrible situation for me. But nobody knew my name. They just just knew me as New Orleans. So, they go to my uncle's house, and then my uncle was just like, there's some other things that happened within my uncle's house. And uh, my uncle and his wife was just like, bro, you, you, should, you got, I, I can't deal with it. Like, this just is stressful. So, he sent me back to New Orleans. Like, all right, shit, I ain't tripping. Like, this ain't, I'm mad at my uncle at the time because I'm young. I'm like, yeah. I'm jiving ass. Man, Let this woman make him put me out of the house. That nigga lame. You know what I'm saying? I'm mad at my uncle, but as I got older, I realized, as a man, you got to protect your house. Mm -hmm. You got a daughter. You got a little son. They look up to me.
0: I'm on this bullshit. I got to protect my house. That's a a wild situation, because even as an adult, I'm sure he knew that you had been groomed to be this way. Yeah. And I'm sure he empathized with that. Yeah. And I'm sure that he wanted to. Yeah. But to even, as an adult, you got to be, I mean you, you got to have his shit together yeah and it, that was a tight space fun that's yeah. my dog like yeah. he one of my counsel right now right
1: yeah. you know what i'm saying like right like i don't have no ill will i had to i had to grow i had to mature like that's my counsel right now wow you know what i'm saying i go to uncle all oh, he tell me every day how proud he is of me so i go back to new orleans this time my auntie back so i go right back to the same spot i'm like all right i hope cause i ain't la- i ain't last for 45 days up there crazy let's get that let's get that part understood it wasn't no six-month run it was like 45 days max if that like it didn't make i ain't make it that far so i come back home my aunt back home so i'm thinking i'm about to go back to the doghouse but my aunt home i'm like oh bet like you know so my aunt is running with this other lady both of them on drugs so my aunt now she's stealing my drugs and stuff now you know what i'm saying so that's not that's not helping me. So I go to the landlord. Mind you, now I'm 15. So I go to the landlord. I'm like, look, check this out. You know, at this time, renting New Orleans is like $400, $500, $375. So in New Orleans, they got duplexes. So I'm like, look, check this out. Let me rent the duplex out, max price. But then I'm going to give you, you know, $100, $150 to crack every week. She's so wow. like, bet. So I don't got the dog house no more. I get a mattress, a sofa, a heater, and a TV. I'm good in that thing. I turned that to my first trap house. The first official trap house. So I got the room in the back. It's a it's in my in New Orleans, everything is a shotgun house. So I got it's a three-bedroom house. It's a living room, bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bedroom, bedroom kitchen, backyard. So I got the last room so I can see everybody that come in. I got a board on the back door so nobody can't kick it in. I got two pistols back there and I'm straight. So I'm, re- I'm now I don't got to move. I can just serve crack out the house every day. every So I ain't had to go nowhere. So that's when I started really making money cause I had my own shop. The thing with that is jealousy comes with that. Mm-hmm. So then I had to like get with my homies like, bro, look, let me bring you in, bro. Like, you know, we can do this thing hourly. Like, bro, like you going to school. So early in the morning, i let you get you in. While you at school, boom. After school, you come run, you get some plays. So I had to get to of my homies who I know really was about that life. And one of them was my dog, Leo, he had just came home. So remember, this is 98 at the time. So we running it. We pumping it. So now we probably making like 5 six thousand dollars a week. We going crazy right at now. At 15 years so old. We going crazy right now. The wow. Crack, the crowd going crazy right now. Wow. But that bring, that brought envy from the older dudes. So anyway, though, so... Um, I wound up getting set up, so I was dating this female, taking her to the hotel, I had rented two rooms, went and got us something to eat, I come back to the room, I'm thinking it's all good, I left my gun in the car because I had bought me a Delta 88, mind you again, this 1998, I had a powder blue Delta 88, I had the suede insides, I thought I was popping, yo. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no license, but I'm only going one or two spaces. I ain't going nowhere. And when I opened the door, dude put the Mac 11 to my face. He like, bro, get in here. I'm like, oh, this, oh, this crazy. I'm like, damn, I'm about to go out like that. That's crazy. So he like, bro, give me the money, give me the crack. I'm like, bro, I got a couple of dollars. I don't got no crack on me. He cocked that, he put that bitch in my head. He like, bro, you think I'm playing with you? Now, because I've been in the game a little while and I've been with my OGs, like you can look in somebody's eye and tell, like, when they ain't really bout that. You can tell, like, they don't want that kind of smoke. And I, I'm not trying to sound like I'm brave or nothing, but I knew you weren't about it. But his partner was, mm. his partner was like, man, kill that nigga, man. Man, kill it. Leave that nigga right there on the bed. He won't be stupid. He won't play pussy. Hit him. But he was just like, looking at me. I was like, bro, I don't got nothing, man, man. Man, do what you going to do, bro. I don't got nothing. So the female was like, no, he is right here. Don't kill him. You stupid. So she get a dude to do the crack. And I'm like, ooh. So he like pushed my head. He like, oh, I should kill you. So he take the crack, go. Long story short, like three days later, me and my homies find him. I go to prison. I shot him six times. So I go to prison for a temperate on robbery. I do the ten year bid at fifteen years old. At 16. at sixteen. So now I'm sixteen. Wow. Yep. I go to prison for the ten years. I do the temperate on robbery, which is how I get introduced to the stock market. In jail. In prison.
2: Now let me let, let me ask you this: Do you feel now was that a long ass story? <laughs> nah. I, <it's, laughs> it, it was <laughs> It was it was it was as long as it needed to be. Facts. Because this this what I want to know. Like, would you have been able? Do you think you'll be able to get where you at now if you didn't get sat down in prison?
1: Nah, prison was necessary. Prison was necessary. The whole 10 years was necessary. Mm. Because, so in prison, I get introduced to stocks. I get introduced to financial literacy. This white guy comes to me. Me and my homies had gotten a fight in a cell. So I go to solitary confinement. I'm in a cell. It's a full-man cell. But for God, I love God. Excuse me, instead of me going to the full man cell, I go to a two man cell. I go to a full man cell, but there's only one person in it, Got so it. it's me and him. And he just looked at me and he like, like he had this kind of disgust and confusion all at once. He was just like, "Bro, y'all playing the wrong game." And I was like, "Excuse my language, motherfucker, you ain't here with me. Hmm. Hmm. What are you talking about?" But he was just like, nah, bro. Man, look. And so I looked. I'm like, what I'm looking at? He was like, bro, it's all black men in here. He like, I'm the only white boy. So at the time, I had a red band on. So the red band in New Orleans, me attempt murder, on robbery, kidnapping, carjacking, some type of capital offense. Wow. He had on a red and white band, which let us know he was in the feds. Now, the thing about prison and jail is if somebody got a federal charge, you kind of, like, think that they're like a hierarchy, if that makes sense. It's weird, but you kind of just look, you know they did something top tier. Right. Something involved some money, yeah. probably. Some, yeah. some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, bro, like, what you in here for? And normally you don't tell people that. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I tell him what I'm in here for. He was like, bro, you looking at what, 10 to 99? He's like, bro, I'm I'm in for embezzlement. 2.8 million. He kept eight hundred. He paid restitution on 800,000, kept 2 million. Only got 18 months. He was like, tell me if that makes sense to you. Wow. He was like, bro, have you ever seen two million dollars? I was like, hell no. I'm like, man, you lying. You ain't no two million dollars. And the one thing about prison is paperwork. Right then the paperwork, I was like, oh. So immediately he had my attention. Cause I know you done touch some bread. And bro, over the next couple, I think we was in the like 35, 40 days together, he just was he went to telling me, yo, wealthy people, Stop trading time for money. They make their money work for them and they give value to people. Bro, I had never heard that a day in my life. Then he said, Well, the people, stocks, real estate, business. I stuck to the blueprint mm. because I believed him. Because he, during that time, bro, he showed me pictures of like, mind you, this before Instagram. He showed me pictures of him on the yachts. He showed me pictures of him in these cars, him in these houses. And I always say this on every interview. There's this one picture that really, like, blew my mind, bro. It was a picture of him in this spot in Ireland. It's called
0: the Blue Lagoon.
1: He's sitting in the water. Steam coming from the water. Mm,
0: I've seen that on Instagram before.
1: He got the champagne in his hand, and there's mountains behind him. Bro, I, I ain't never saw no shit like that in my <laughs> life. I'm from the hood, dog. I was sleeping in a doghouse before, bro. My mama been there, bro, I ain't never, I come from a. I bro, they had a cemetery and a park. I ain't never been out of New Orleans except for going to the country. You know, bro, I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. I say, bro, what that is behind you? He like, that's a mountain. I'm like, I ain't no, ain't no, bro, the physics of that didn't make sense. How can there be a mountain behind you with a lake with steam and you telling me to steam it's eighty degrees. In my mind, those two don't go to mountain cold. You crazy, right? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it's cold, right? Why do you, why do you and everybody else, why you don't got no shirts on? Is white people just crazy? <laughs> like, what's going on here? He like, no man, that's the water eighty degrees. I was like, oh, that's different. Mind you, bro, I'm a little ghetto child. That don't even like, make no sense to me. So it was like that, that shit just, bro, it did something to my imagination. It did something, I don't know what it, it did the same thing seeing my mama did to me. It did the same thing to
0: me in reverse. Now, I know, a, a, you know, somebody just doesn't go, to, I mean, I know you see this thing. It changed, it gives you this, have his uh, this uh, epiphany. Yeah. Right? So now you got in your mind, I'm going to make some changes. Yeah. But of course you don't go from zero to a hundred in a day. Hell no. So when you decided that you wanted to change your life, what was that transition like?
1: Um, I don't even think it was that I wanted to change my life because I'm front of streets. Mm. I just knew that there was something outside of the streets that I wanted to touch. I still couldn't. Prison is not to reform you. People always think that prison rehabilitates you. Nah, bro, prison makes you a monster. Prison makes you whatever. If you a shooter, it makes you more of a shooter. If you a killer, it makes you more of a killer because you angry. You put a dog in a cage and see if you humble the dog. And and don't feed him and mistreat him because that's what you get in prison. Mm. That, 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 bro, I done got, I got stabbed in my back in prison. I got another cut right here from prison. I was in a cell with a dude who got set on fire in prison. I was in, in solitary confinement with dudes doing, they waste on each other in prison. I'm in a cell, bro, like Prison is chaos, confusion. Prison is hell, bro. I seen grown men get raped. Seen it all, bro. That shit messes up your psyche. It makes you an animal. And then you got guards that's coming that they dealing with issues at home. So they come to prison and they messing over you because you ain't got no voice. So now you in a situation like, bro, do I go home or do I beat this guard up? I had a fight with a guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that boy called me a boy. I punched him in his face. Wow. They beat the piss out of me. You feel me? So, like, you, and then now you sleeping next to men. He got 99. Cause I was on max. He got 99. He got 140. He got 200. He got two life senses. He got 60 years. His girl just left him. His girl just cheated on him. His partner just died. His mama just died. His daddy just died. Through his homie just got killed. He trying to go back to trial The people just denied his last appeal, bro. Everybody got something on their brain, bro. That's that's just a talk, a walk. It's a time bomb, bro. So, you, it's hard. And at sixteen, so now I'm upstate now, bro. Like you adjusting, you is bro. It's crazy. I don't wish that shit on my words. Night. I don't wish that on nobody. That shit messed me up. And see, that's the thing though,
2: because it, it just sounds like. Like an abundance of trauma. It is for everybody. Like, not, because first of all, to get there, it probably, you probably experienced a whole lot of trauma even before you even stepped in there. Yeah. Then you step up in there and your trauma is like intensified. It intensifies your trauma in a
0: confined space.
2: In a confined space in that certain amount of time. And now you got to get out and go into civilization now. And you got to live a life. You got to somehow build a family. Yeah. You got to somehow now stay out the streets. Yeah. You got to somehow now become a better person. Without dealing with the trauma. Without dealing with the trauma now. So really, when you consider it, the odds are truly stacked against you. They are, bro. At that point. They are. So when you talk about, I want to talk about what that looked like. Because now, obviously, you came out and you completely transformed. Like, you, you nope. really. Because it wasn't immediate, right? Nope.
0: So so, what happened? You
2: you came out. You came out. You
0: came out. And went back
1: to the streets. Hell yeah! And
0: you're 26 years old. I come home with 26. I'm,
1: what you mean? What? I got all the non mind shoes. <laughs> I got all the invested knowledge in the world. I'm having <laughs> fights with dudes in prison behind. They won't watch the young and the restless. I won't watch Warren Buffett on CNBC. We fighting behind that. I remember fighting like yo. They won't watch the Olympics. I'm turning the TV. off. I'm not watching no damn Olympics, man. We about to watch CNBC, dog. You tripping? We not watching no olympics you i don't care them niggas ain't making no money they ain't making no money they ain't making me rich they already rich i'm not watching that what, what you want to fight you want jug, you, what you want to do and um my first financial literacy book was Robert kiyosaki i'm not gonna lie rich dad poor dad wasn't an investing book it was a mindset about investing book Mm-hmm it was the first time I had ever been introduced to assets and liabilities. I was like, what the hell anything outside of money? I don't know what none of that is. You feel me? So I come home and I'm like, I right, like, we going, we going to make the I want to hustle to put money in the stock market. I get a go. I won't, I won't put my, I want not put my money that I hustle in the market. That's what I want to do. That's, that was my idea of outthinking the streets. You know what I'm saying? Outthinking the system. And so, but what I'm doing is I'm learning the market, but I'm trying to tell my homies about it. like, bro, we can, we can own Nike, dog. We can own this. We can own like, bro, we, y'all be drinking like in New Orleans. Dickies and Timberlands is a thing. Like, bro, they got a company called VFC Corp. Bro, we wear that shit. We can, we can own that. And my I be like. Nigga, you crazy what is you talking about that's the white folks stuff right nigga we hustling we ain't doing that you stupid i'm like man y'all tripping so i'm still hustling but that's what i'm doing with my money i'm still splurging but i'm buying this and i'm you know what i'm saying and one of my homies was a three-time loser i had just served him a quarter pound of weed what the hell is it what the hell is a three well, time loser? So he had he hadn't been to prison three times on the same charge. He had got convicted. So he hadn't been to weed, he had been to prison, he hadn't been to jail, he had been arrested and found guilty three times on drug
0: charges. Wow. Mm-hmm. Three time loser, wow. So if he That's get
1: three strikes Yeah, so if he but he caught probation on the last one. So if he get caught again, they are gonna give him a life sentence. automatic. what mm-hmm. in New Orleans is called multi bill Meaning you'll they gonna already give you some time and then they're gonna give you like more time on top of that, that you cannot overturn. Mm. So I had only been in prison one time for a ten murder. So I knew in my mind, I could catch an and I, yo, listeners going to hit his like, bro, that don't even sound, that sounds stupid. But what happens is when you in jail, when you come from the street, like you just play the game by a different set of rules. So I understood in my mind, yo, I got a felony charge, but it's a, a it's an aggravated charge. A drug charge, this will be my first drug charge ever. So they can't do nothing but give me probation. Mm. So I'm not even worrying about the strikes on my back no more. I'm just want to help my dog out. You feel me? I wanna help my homie out. So I'm like, so when the police pull us over, I'm like, yo, that's me. Don't eat much. That's for me. He good. So my dog, like, thank you, son. I'm like, man, I can't let you go do a light behind a quarter pound of weed, bro. I can't let you. Bro, that's me. So I'm fighting this charge. Six months later, I catch my next charge, which now puts me in a bad situation because now I get caught with ten pounds of weed, ten thousand dollars, a convicting felon with two firearms. so I had a forty with an extended clip on the beam, and I had a two twenty three I had hundred x pills, I had two pints of lean. This puts me in a whole nother situation because now when I'm going to court, they're saying, yo, he went to prison for a 10 on a robbery. He has the same type of guns. Mm. And what they'll do you is they'll say he's willing to use the guns to protect the drugs. And because he's shot in somebody before, it's already in him. So I was like, oh, this is nasty. That broke me. But I got found out guilty because they went in my house with no search warrant. Mm. Wow. So this called Fruit of a Poisonous Tree. Shout out to my lawyer, John Fuller. That's my brother. Hell of a lawyer. (laughs) Hell of a lawyer. That's my brother. I shot him out all the time. And so because we went to we we went to trial, the fruit of a poisonous tree means if I come on your house illegally, anything that I find is null and void. No matter what it is. They could have found 10 kilos in there. By law, it's null and void. The, the, the issue with that is trying to convince the jury that, yes, I had it, but We got to base this on not what I had. We got to base this on the law. And let's just talk about this for a second, bro. Like most people, most men and women who go to jail, black especially, the reason why you lose is not because you're guilty. It's because you don't have the money to fight the system. Mm. And when you don't have the money to fight the system, the system punishes you. I was fortunate enough to have $60,000, $70,000 to fight the system. That charge costing me $60,000. When I'm talking about bonding out and everything, I was broke after that. I was dead broke, but I had enough money to fight the system. I had the right lawyer, and that's how we get caught up in the system. That's how we get lost because, bro, it ain't, I'm going to be real, when you go to court, it don't got a damn thing to do with who telling the truth or not. It's all about who can tell the best story. Mm. That's what it's about. You gotta finance that story. You gotta, and you gotta have enough money because that gonna cost every time you go to court. That's a court cost. Every time you go to court, that's a fee. So you might be fighting a trial. I fought that trial from 2011 to 2014. Wow, yeah, that's a court cost. I gotta pay my lawyer for that. He yo, and then I gotta pay him for a private investigator. I gotta pay him for this. So I went to doing my own research because I knew the old heads in prison. So when you in, when you in jail, two things you're going to pick on if you're smart, religion and law. <laughs> so two things you're going to pick up on. You're going to find God and you're going to learn about the law because that's the only thing going to get you about that thing. So you listening to the old heads, you talking to the old heads. So I was just like, yo, I'm reading every law book my lawyer had. So I'm going to him with cases like, hey, Brown versus this. <laughs> Tracy versus that. Right here they said this. He's like, bro, I wish every client was like this. I was like, bro, I can't. I already copped out the 10 years when I did the 10. I can't give them nothing. They got to give me this. I ain't giving them nothing. I already know what I'm looking at. They mm-hmm. talking about 25, bro. i only been home two years. Wow. I'm not giving them people another 25 years. So now at this point, you beat that charge. I beat that charge. And
2: you said the transformation still ain't even pop off I yet. I start robbing then. So you beat the charge and you go
1: back to robbing. Because I- he was broke. Because I'm broke. And I realize now, I can't fight no charge now. I can't hustle no more because if I get caught with crack or if I get caught with weed, I don't got the money to forget a lawyer, I'm dead. So now you got to rob. So now I'm robbing, I'm robbing dope dealers because my OGs always told me, you never rob a man who go to work every day. He ain't signed up for that. Mm. But if he in the street sell a nickel bag of weed, he fell gang. That was my rules and I lived by them. I was like, man, you out here hustling and you could say, you know, people will be like, that's hating, man. That's a shark eat tuna. <laughs> that's a fact. I'm I'm still trying to figure out when the
2: hell the transformation
1: happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> a shark eat tuna. So me and my homie, this is when it happened. So I'm still, mind you, when I'm fighting the charges though, this was an epiphany moment. They never froze my stock account. Damn. And I I had a I had a thing, and it's nothing against nobody, but I had a thing for white people playing me for stupid. Mm. They used to piss me off because Malcolm X was my favorite black man of all time. Fred Hampton, I, I love them dudes. And even though I wasn't doing the right thing in my community at the time. I had a thing for white people thinking I'm stupid and that built up in me from prison. Mm. It wasn't before prison, but in prison, cause I watched them belittle us and I watched us every day have to fight for to be respected as a man. You feel me? They playing all kinds of mind games. And so I just felt like, yo, these white folks think I'm stupid. So I told all my homies, I'm like, bro, check this out, check this out, check this out. But we could put our money in the stock market, dog. Like, Bro, I'm telling you, look, y'all saw them freeze. I had escalate. Y'all saw them freeze my escalade. Y'all saw them freeze my bank. Y'all saw them, bro. They ain't touch none of my stock market money. My partner was like, oh, that's different. That'll get the attention right, right. there. Right, that's a fact. They were like, oh, that's different. That's better than the mattress. You feel me? <laughs> and so, and I don't know. And I think it was just cause they ain't played me for it. Mm. I think if I'd have been a white person, that would have been they didn't even look for no they didn't it's it's look it's for it's no stars. Right. Right. Nigga, yeah. So, but had it been a white person, they would have been looking for all that. Right. They ain't even play me for that, bro, and that shit pissed me off. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it may sound like it pissed me off to my core. I'm like, okay, bet. got gotcha. you So, I'm telling my homies about it, and I'm, and I'm even making them realize that, bro, check this out, bro. Like, think about this, fam. In, in the streets, you accept the fact that you're going to get killed or you gonna go to prison. You can't run. You can't even be in the streets if you don't face that as a reality. And so I told my home, like, bro, if you go to prison, what you gonna come home to? Nothing. I gotta give you something. Somebody gotta give you something. Uh-huh. But what if you invest in your money and you come home, my nigga, and you come home to 5, 10, 15 bands, 20 bands, bro, you on your feet. Because they ain't playing. I don't know how small I was by saying it. I'm like, bro, they ain't playing us for it. Right. It's so, a reserve account yeah. for trees. So husbands. my homies was like, damn, that kind of makes sense, bro. And so I'm like, bro, and what about your kids? Like, where if you put your kids, your kids, something happened to you? So, you know, it just started making sense to us. But I'm still robbing. So me and my homie go hit this lick one time, and it just went sour. And I got put in another bad situation where the dude got another gun to my head. But my homie catch my back, and my homie like, look, check this out. I can't stop you from killing my dog. But promise if you kill him. You can't swing around fast enough to kill me, too. It's gonna be three, de- all three of y'all gonna be dead right there. Cause the, I had a dude at gunpoint. So the dude was like, you know what? He let it go. And I walked out and I said, Say, son, I'm done. Mm. I had him beat a charge. I had them beat all kind of other stuff, homeless, everything. I was like, you know what, bro? Like, I can't keep beating the game. At some point, I done been shot, bro. I got two. Bullets in my leg that went through one across my my side of my ass where it grazed me. I'm like, bro, I can't keep. So my dog's like, nah, 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 bro. You know that's part of the game, son. That's that come with the game, son. You tripping. But what happens is, there's a point in the streets where you start you stop moving off instinct. And the minute you stop moving off instinct and start thinking about consequences, it's time for you to bow out. Mm. The minute a lion don't have lioness in him no more, he's still a lion, but the minute the lion starts saying, man, if the hyena bite me, bro, that shit might hurt. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Right. I the get minute it. he start thinking like that, it's time for him to, yo, son, you can have it. I just want to chill. And I was in that space. I was like, all right, bro, like, I don't want to do this shit no more. You didn't have your daughter yet, did you? Nuh-uh. So I start working, right? Like a traditional job. I start doing iron work. So wow. I build building stadiums, building power plants. So I was job. That was your first job. I started getting hustle money. I started welding. I'm getting hustle money. It's love. But I start back selling weed because mm-hmm. all the people on the job smoke. Right. Right. You know, what I'm and saying? you got access to, Man, it, right? we back in power. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we back in action. You feel me? And, uh, So I started dating my daughter, mama, you know, some time passed. And then the minute I had my daughter, I'm not going to lie. I walked away from the game Mm. and I said, she just deserved better than that for me. I ain't sell another, I ain't sell nothing. Everything I had, I gave it to my home. I was like, bro, I'm good. And I just felt like, because when I went to, when I was in prison, something that stained my brain was seeing killers, murderers, kidnapped was caught that some of the toughest many some of the toughest of the tough go to visit see their parents see their daughter see their kids come back to the dorm and just be shook crying they in the hole i'm like bro and i'm i see my homie he got 99 years and i told y'all that he was 19 21 he had 99 years right he was like on an on robbery charge for nothing more than a hundred not more than five hundred dollars he said bro i would never see my daughter again yeah, 99 years, right? He was 21 years old, baby L. I was in Magnolia. He said, bro, I'll never see my little one again. He would cry. And when I had my daughter, that shit hit me. Mm. And I said, never. She don't deserve that. She don't deserve that. Her mama don't deserve that. They don't deserve to come. She don't deserve to be coming dry four or five hours to come see me. She don't deserve to be getting frisked to come see me. She don't deserve for me to be asking her to bring me drugs like I brung my mama. She don't deserve to be asking me to swap out shoes like I brung my mama. I need to be there for her. So you know what? The street shit gotta go. You know what? what?
2: I'm I'm really curious about this because I've heard this said before, and I want to hear your, your, your opinion on this because as a brother who never had a father growing up, really didn't have, you didn't mention many father figures outside mm-hmm. your OGs and you've never really seen a good example of a father when you had your daughter did, did like how did you know was it instinct was you did, was it instinct
1: in. that's why i'm i'm gonna be real true. i don't understand how men can't take care of their kids mm. that should just kick in like while her mom was pregnant we went through what we went through but when she had it and i pull up out that thing light bulb switch thing mm, Ooh, this my i just a human being huh. I cut the umbilical cord. She crying. That's my blood. That's my flesh. We got to make new decisions. Instantly. Ain't no way. We got to make new decisions. Man, look. Went home. Told my homie. I got the video. We was out that night drinking. I don't drink no more. I don't smoke no more. None of that, bro. We was out drinking. Bro, went to the the hospital that morning. She had her. She had a C-section. The doctor let me pull her out. Like, you got her. She got she had a woman doctor. She got her almost out. She was like, Daddy, I'm shaking like a leaf I'm like, oh Lord, it's crazy. This her. I pull her out, bro, and I saw her. Daddy mode. Daddy mode. I'm protecting that. That's my name right there. I got a groom I gotta protect her. I gotta protect her from men who like who I was. I gotta show her how to maneuver in this world. I ain't never had a daddy, so I gotta love her. I gotta give her all that love I gotta beat up for her. I gotta show up for her. me and her mom ain't gonna now don't care what we go through I'm gonna fight for you mm. ain't no such thing as you keeping me away ain't no such man I'm gonna fight for you right now My daughter's seven I fought for her I ain't never stopped fighting for her not saying me and her mama had when I say fight for her mean I was in Atlanta they was in New Orleans yo I moved back to New Orleans. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I moved back to New Orleans. Yo, And I came back to the A, as my success grew, yo, y'all got to come out here. Bought them their own house. Bought them and not even on no sexual stuff. Like me and my daughter, mama ain't had sex in eight years. My daughter's seven years old. We ain't had sex since the, the, whatever that was that conceived of. Mm. We ain't had sex since then. This is on everything I love. Man, my daughter, mama, tell you right now, yo, he a real one. He don't play... If I'm in a Sheena relationship, yo, you can talk to me. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I told her the other day, I said, man, look, you, whatever you need out here, you don't worry about them bills. I got that. Mm. Get yourself right. I got that. We good. Don't Ain't no
0: pressure. I'm, I got y'all. And that's man shit, bro. Man, man shit. Let, let me ask you this, because... Your experience with women has been uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, because you know, and you know, with all due respect to your mom, you know, yeah. it could be some level of abandonment, right? Because she goes and hell yeah, right. So you you didn't then you got getting set up by a young lady yeah. that you trusted that you love. So and I lost my grandmother. So the two most prominent women in my life, they left me. Right. How how did you you know or where are you at with your trust women? Like how do you learn to to give you know be vulnerable to a certain extent? and give women the opportunity to still be trusted.
1: I'm still learning that, if I'm being completely honest. Um the first it was me just learning how to be emotionally available for my daughter. Right? That was my first time ever being love love associated love with a type of vulnerability that always hurt me. So my mama left me not intentional, whatever, but she went to prison. So that was a love I had that hurt me. My grandmother was my safety net. She left me. The female who I thought I loved set me up. So I associated love with a vulnerability that hurt. And so when I had my daughter, that was the only type of love. I was like, yo, this is raw. I, if I just pull into her. And right now my daughter is like a, man, she like a koala bear, bro. She be my dad, <laughs> she ain't gone. So, the first thing I had to do was start becoming emotionally intelligent. Like I had to realize what were the things that were, you know what I'm saying. So the first, the first woman who I, I'm gonna be real that I really opened up to was my daughter's mother, mm. because I realized people talk that 18 year old and yo we together for life. We got a child. She gonna need us every stage of her life, not just 18 she gonna need us at 28, Mm. she gonna need us at 38, she gonna need us at 48, and if one of y'all, if you pass before me, she gonna need me. If I pass before you, so we here for life, yo. So one of the biggest, the biggest thing was learning how to communicate with her. Like learning how we needed to talk to each other, learning how to respect her boundaries, learning how to, you know what I'm saying, respect my boundaries. So that was one thing that we got. And then, I'm not gonna lie, when when it came to dating women, um, I would be in a situation where I was feeling a woman and then I would back up because I associated love with the vulnerability and I was scared to get hurt. Mm. And as I become successful, it got worse. You know what I'm saying? Because now I was living in this like, nah, she trying to, you know what I'm saying? So I've been going to therapy. And so I, wow. yeah, I've been going to therapy for not like, um, maybe like eight months. You dig, and I've been working through it. You know, because I'm I'm at that point in my life where, you know, you want to, I want a woman that listen. Because I'm a man that listen. But I don't want her to listen to me. I want her to listen to God. Cause I'm gonna listen to God. And so I can know when you giving me information, when you when you chastising me, I know it ain't coming from an emotional place. It's because God telling you to lead me the right way. God telling you, check your man. God telling you that ain't the right place for him to do. And I need to be able to trust you with that because I'm a businessman. I'm a leader. So I am I ain't perfect, but I'm always listening to God. On my way here, I'm listening to Eric Thomas. So I put myself in a situation I have wise counsel. I listen to T.D. Jakes all day. I listen to Eric Thomas. I listen to my, my, my friends who married Mr. Two Weeks Out. Um, him five hundred. Mm. My friends, that's married. CJ, ET, ETS. But I listen to men who's married, and I learn from them. So your go your goal is to become married. Yeah, man. Like that's you can't. I I speak on generational wealth. I speak on putting wealth in place. I got a trust together for my daughter. I got a trust for my daughter. I got forty acres of land. I got a business that do eight figures, bro. Like I'm. I, I don't want to die and. No, I, I won't lead a family.
0: So family is a part of financial success. You,
1: you can't have it without it. You can't you can't be a man. You can't be a leader. You can't say I'm wealthy. Wealth means money that's generational. You rich if you ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? like And you can't speak wealth, for me, from a family dynamic, a black man's dynamic, without it. So for me, my dream is, yo, I want to get this black woman I won't give up about two, three more babies. <laughs> no more out of wedlock, you know. Or uh, somebody, if it is out of wedlock, is yo, we gon' we got intentions to do this. Um, and I want to sit back and be like, yo, I built that family. Well, that's I did that with my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like that's uh, my dream is for when I'm 65, 70, or when I'm gone. There's a picture in my house or the house we have, and the generations behind me be like, that's why we here. The same way when you go in the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and you look at all these old movies of these old white folks, they be like, yup, the grandfather and this one, and your great-grandpa did this, and they know the whole family line. Well, I understand that I'm the first one, I bet, but it's going to start with me, and guess what? This media company we building, my daughter, she, so people, me and my daughter, mama get into it behind this, not physically. She be like, she can do what she want to do. I be like, no, she can't. No, she can't. I'm building this shit for her. Mm. Until I have some more children, she gonna have to run this. Them people don't get their children no option.
0: Right, right, <laughs> right.
1: You feel me? You want to do gym that, you do that shit on your free time. You gonna learn to run this business. You gonna learn this. And the people ain't gonna agree with it, but we gotta start understanding the reason why these the Mars fans, why you think Sam Walton got, he gone. Yeah. He got five people on the Forbes list. Why? Because you going to understand his business. Chick-fil-A, they own a fourth generation. Why? You going to understand how to run his business. That's my goal. So you know what?
2: It, it actually makes a lot of sense because it when I, when you really think about it, because we don't had a lot of great men come on here and speak, and it's different skill sets that you need to be a great businessman. It's a different skill set that you need to be a great father. Yeah. It's a different skill set that you need to be a great husband. Yeah. And you could be, I mean, killing it at one and failing. Yeah. In another. Yeah. You could be, have prepared your whole life for one and have absolutely no will, desire, or or capacity to Mm -hmm. perform in another area. And it makes sense because at the highest level of us really being men, it does make sense that we really got to be equipped in all of those areas and be able to build a build a money. Yeah. Have a good relationship with the woman yeah. and then be able to be a great father to yeah. the kids to be able to groom them up, yeah. be able to pass this all down to them. So really, at that point, what you're saying is it's really your responsibility as a man to heal and deal with all this shit that you've had to deal with growing up. So now you can untangle all that shit that you got going on inside of you. So now you can have a healthy relationship with a woman. Yep. And I mean, the, the reality of the situation is, is, is and it's kind of crazy, that was the hand you was dealt, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of, to, to have seen all of that mm-hmm. and to have all of that inside of you, realistically, like, I'm happy that you actually have a vision to yeah. get married. I think that's beautiful because mm-hmm. a lot of brothers in your space now mm-hmm. are questioning whether or not marriage is an option. That's a real yeah. conversation on the table nowadays. Yeah, yeah definitely. But- how long you think it's going to
1: really take you to, to, to get yourself back together and on track? Man, every day you... So, it don't... So, what happens is every day you got to intentionally... You have to intentionally work on... You can't be saying, this is just the way I am. Right? That's a cop-out. Uh-huh. Yeah. That ain't no leadership shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, I'm intentionally... Like, I go see TDJs once a month. Right? But I talk to Eric Thomas every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm intentional with getting that guidance i don't listen to music like i listen like i used to i'm listening to audio books i'm listening to the books on i'm reading a book right now on how to do the work it's a book on healing you know what i'm saying like it said in the book it says something that blue it said every day you have to intentionally and actively engage in your mental well-being and healing the trauma Mm. so this every day i wake up bet man first of all et says something every day you wake up you said this is the day the lord has made I got to rejoice and then be glad. That's what he said. You got to rejoice. So, yep, God, you gave me a good day and then be glad that you gave me a good day. So now I'm thankful for the day. So now, yo, we going to intentionally eat right today. We going to intentionally work out today. We going to intentionally pray at least two times a day. We going to intentionally have a healthy conversation today. Like this intentional work we doing here. You feel what I'm saying? We going to intentionally take some time to read this book. We going to intentionally take some time to listen to some type of word every day, bruh. Like, this is my routine. You feel me? So now what happens is there's, because I've been through so much of that in my life, this don't happen overnight. But what happens is I I don't know for women, but I I actively know if you run across the right woman and you'd be like, yo, I'm healing. Uh, here's my transparent moment, queen. Like, I'm healing. I'm going through this. Man, women just want you to be able to be emotionally available. Be emotionally available. Yo, communicate to me how you feel. I if I can communicate to you how I feel and we can have the open line of communication where you can talk to me, yo, we good. We all right. I think what happens is as men, we, we think we got to show up perfect. We got to show up with everything all together. That's true. That's true. And that's what holds us back because, yeah, you know, we what we see on Instagram ain't real life. And I don't mean that from the perspective of the fake videos and all that. What happens is you have all of these men saying one of the things, and I and I say that I want a woman who can listen because I'm a listener, but you got to be able to listen to God and drown out the noise, right? Because on Instagram, you got a bunch of men saying what women should be doing. <laughs> you got a bunch of women saying, what men should be doing. And then somewhere around that, we missing like what God tell us to do. You feel me? And we got to, for me, I don't know anybody else, like I'm in tune because I feel like a line lying or never give me the wrong directions. So if I can just keep on working that, learning, okay, what do I got to do? What do I got to be better at? How do I create new neurological pathways in my brain that tell me what to do, right? That That get rid of my old habits. And so in that, I think in my mind, there are more women who are willing to... Bro, like, so I show up to the table. I'm not showing up to the table broke. I'm not showing up to the table lusting for women. Mm. Like, cause my again, my counsel is wise men. Eric Thomas told me something. When we did the book tour, he said, Trap, your talent gonna get you on the table, on a, on a stage, but your character gonna take you off. Great men always work on their character. I say, say less. Not saying I had bad character, but we had just did something so phenomenal and he got to see me in a different light. So CJ told me something. That's his right hand. CJ said, trap. I'm going to tell you what made. So I'm going to say this. (laughs) I'm I'm so in tune right now, bro. I told myself I'm not having sex for, uh, till August. Oh, you celebrate right now? So I came off Ramadan. I'm like, yo, I ain't going to have sex till August because I want to feed my flesh. Wow. I won't, I won't starve it, right? And it may not be long, whatever, whatever, but this is something I want to do because I know I'm going to another level. And that's how you practice self-control. Yeah, oh, you like, actually got to yeah, practice it. Yeah, I won't yeah. go to another level. I ain't saying, I'm going to do it for a year. I'm like, no, let me just <laughs> let's do it for four months. Let's see what that look like. Let's feel that, right? And so CJ, t- I called CJ one day. I say, see, and again, wise counsel. Like these men today, so much pause, you know, don't, you know, if I'm telling you something you think about dick, bro, that's on you, not me, bro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I'm having a real conversation with you. So I called CJ. and I said, CJ. I said, man, I'm having an urge. I said, bro, like, it's on my back right now, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, trap, let me tell you something. He said, what make you think? What what made you, what make, he said, what makes Malcolm X go from 5,000 followers to a half a million followers? I said, shit, he was profound. He would say no. Nope. He say discipline. He said when you become more disciplined than the next man, the next man'll follow you because he know he don't have that discipline, mm. and he, you inspire him to be disciplined. He said nah, trap. You great. The world is your oyster right now, bruh. You got bread. You successful. You got notoriety. It ain't a woman you probably can't go go after that you want. That ain't at least give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. The strength is knowing you had that power and refraining from it. He said, you can be a successful dude or you can chase greatness, but you can't chase both. And the greatness comes with discipline. I said, say less, CJ. Wow. I went and got in the shower, bro. I took a cold shower. I was like, get off me. Get off me. Get off me. Woke up the next day. I'm like, all right, man, we good. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's. I think as men, man, one, we got to practice more self-control. We got to start thinking with this. We got to get our spirit right. But I think we show up to women a certain way. Bro, I don't drink or smoke. I ain't did that since 2018. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke weed. Nothing against nobody. But I'm chasing greatness. This shit in me. I won't be able to say, nah, bro. I can still go out with you. And what happens is I don't got to avoid it. I can go out with y'all, bro. And if y'all drink, I'll be like, bro, I buy you a bottle. I ain't tripping. I done did it before. I was in Josephine Lounge, bro. We had a great day. I bought the whole club bottles. My partner said, "Good."
0: Wait, I think I think we was there. Was that was that uh, investment wa- right after investment? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, 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 we took part. We yeah. took part of that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you know what we
1: saying? were turned up. Yeah. yeah, I bought the whole club bottles. Me, yeah. and a couple other people. Yeah, but <laughs> my partner five said, "Trap." You think you slick? Bro, you don't even drink. I'm like, nope, I got this water. I'm good. I don't got, I can still have fun with my people and don't drink. I ain't judging nobody, but I know what I'm on. So I think as men, when we can show up in our authentic self as a leader, Yo, a woman ain't got no choice but to say, yo, I'm rocking with that. Mm. It's in her. It's in her. She don't got no choice. I ain't saying submit. She ain't got no choice but to say, yo, I'm following him. Whatever he on, because she can tell you more discipline. She can smell that. She can see that in you. She can see the way you walk. She can see how you talk. Yo, I'm, I'm with him. And, and now I can, I'm, I can be open enough to say, check this out. Yo, like, I'm still working on myself. Let's have a conversation. Let me tell you my weaknesses, yo. Let me tell you what I'm working on. Yo, I'm a scared. I'm scared of love. Why am I scared of love? Boom, 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 boom. I need you to work with me. Sometimes I'm going to pull away. but If I pull away, don't run from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, bring me to you because I'm trusting you. Mm. You feel it? like, I man, emotional intelligence. We gotta be willing to we gotta be willing to be vulnerable vulnerability is scary to us. Cause we taught. Boy, don't cry, man. Man, you acting like a pussy. You acting like a so now you like, "Uh uh-uh, we ain't never again. You ain't doing that (laughs) no more. And then when we look at society now, watch this. When we look at society, what happens when a black man, Tyrese, you know, he crying on no matter what he at, he crying. We call he the mean. He a mean. You know what I'm saying? Every time a man cries. So now you like bet. I ain't doing that. Right. But now we got to we got to be in a situation where and I'm not saying it's women's fault. It's society, Mm. society, because we badge women for certain things. So for me, it's us as being able to say, you know what, bro. I'm going to get me right. And then I'm going to put myself in a situation to find that safe space. And if she not willing to say get that safe space, guess what? That vulnerability moment that I put out there that she declined, that don't hurt me. Bet, it prepared me because there's going to be a woman who's going to be like, boy, come you crying ass here. Come here. I got you. Come be vulnerable. I got you. She's going to see that shit as a turn on. And we're going to rock out. We're going to rock out because the money making part is not an issue for me. And I feel like right now, you I'm in that space. I'm 40 years old, bro. I'll be 41 this year. I'm a fucking leader, dog. I don't, bro, I'll be in my crush Bought a 10,000 square foot home, bro. I don't never got to be outside, too. <laughs> Complex. You feel me? I'll be <laughs> inside, bro. Cutted the whole crib, made it how I wanted. I put the gym in there. I'm about to put the sauna in there. We got the movie room in there, bro. Me, my dog, bro. I don't never got to be outside. They the community. We inside. The trap is booming, booming, man. <laughs> booming. <laughs> we
0: inside bro. trap. I want to ask you this yeah. because it's. I know it's some young women uh all women mm-hmm. watching this right now. Like, yo, I need to do like trap, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, women they they tend to like men with that with that edge, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I'm. Now, sometimes, you know, with the female's decision-making, sometimes I think I look around, I'm like, wow, like how how could you let that dude fool you? Mm-hmm. Like, you I could have, it seemed like I could have seen that a mile away. This is mm-hmm. not the right dude for you. So, but the women who out there, they are in love. You know, they got a dude. Maybe he got some edge. Maybe he got some, some real strong potential. But the women are not quite sure mm-hmm. if they can pretty much uh, risk their life. You know, that's mm-hmm. what really what they're doing. Right. Give them everything. They're not really sure. So like how how would you recommend a woman to evaluate a man to know that, hey, he might be he might have he might be a little rough right now. Mm -hmm. But hey, that man is clearly moving. At least he's moving in the right direction. Is there is there some things that a man can do to kind of showcase that to a woman? Um, You know, I'm not the relationship expert. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you've been you you've been that dude with uh, that that making a conversion,
1: you know, ask, you know, what is what is his relationship with God? Mm. You know, my friend Natalie said something on one of her interviews that really like it it, it was profound to me. And she said, um, she said in in the in the I won't paraphrase it, she was like, I'm not worrying about the man hurting me because if he hurt me, he hurting God, because God don't play about me. And I when I heard that, I was like, Damn. So if you are a woman, like, how is that man following God? You know what I'm saying? I know that we can be like, well, they got men that 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 follow God that still do the wrong thing. Well, if that man following God, he ain't gonna, he gonna be he is flaw. What is his intentions every day? How is he communing? Ask him what his future is. Or what do you see me in your life? How do I fit in your life? What are your future? A man who ain't got no future plan, You can tell, if you ask me right now, Trap, yo, what's your plan for the next five years? Yo, we building this media company out. Yeah. Right. I'm building a media company out. Um, I'm you know, working on moving my mom to Atlanta and I'm building my team out. We about to go on tour. I'm going to put some shows underneath me. I'm looking to go get 30,000 square feet. This is what I'm building out. This is my focus. All right, boom. How do I fit in that? Okay. Now we can start talking about that. If the man don't got no plan, And if he tell you the plan, so if a woman asks me my plan and I tell her that plan, you know what she going to see? Every day, trap going to the studio. Mm. Trap in the studio every day. Trap on Trap and Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, he does three hours. Trap doing the classes. Trap renovating the spot. I'm there. So now what happens is what I told you and what my actions is, they aligning. If you ask a man something and he tell you one thing, just sit back. Mm-hmm. Is the action aligning what he's saying or if he got a bunch of excuses? If he got a bunch of excuses, get what? Man, let him make them excuses, go about your business. Mm. Come back when he might be right because he he might be making excuses because he's trying to figure it out. Well, you know what? You let him figure it out. You don't got to hang around. And again, I'm not the relationship expert, but I'm just, this is common sense. If I ask a woman, yo, like, what you got going on? Because I won't know. Mm-hmm. Like, what you got going on? Oh well, you know, I'm doing this, that, I right, bet. And if every time I call you, or if I'm talking to you and you talking about love and hip hop, I'm this type of person. What book you reading? I I'm a I'm clutch for that. What book you reading? Oh, I ain't reading no. You read? No, not really. You listen to podcasts? You listen to audios? No, not really. Boom, we probably can't have the right conversations. I'm gonna cut that right there, and I don't got nothing against you. But what happens is I'm an avid reader. I'm reading two books a week. So now nah, that means we probably can't, we probably can't have that. We ain't gonna do that because you're gonna be looking at me like, bro, I'm trying to watch Love and Hip Hop. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to scroll on the ground. I'm like, I bet I ain't mad at you, but I need somebody who a reader because because I'm a leader. I need you to help me in my thought process. I'm telling you, I'm trying to. I'm we. I'm working on building a $100 million company, if not more. Yo, this is what I'm doing. So when I come to you like, yo, babe, check this out. Man, what you think about this? I need you to be able to, to engage in that with me. If you be like, man, I don't know, go ask Terry. All right, bet. Cool. We good. Ain't no love, lost. I'm just, because you can't engage. And that's okay. I might just not be your guy. And you may not just, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, it just ain't going to work. Yeah, it ain't going to work. So I think when you ask a man something, See sees his actions matching what he say he's doing and if they don't you don't gotta fuss with him about that you don't gotta fight with him about that you see what it is same thing with with, with fellas ask her what she's doing that's my thing that's my go to yo what books you reading you reading something right now oh I'm reading hmm tell me a little bit about that I'm gonna ask you cause I'm a question person mm. tell me a little bit i want to know well, tell me a little bit about it I ain't never read that one before oh word damn that's interesting I'm about to order it on Amazon that's my hobby. Bro, I'm buying order oh, ten books a week, man. Wow. So, you know, that's kind of my thing, bro. Like
0: yeah. that th- listen, even I know relationship expert, but that's some damn sh- uh damn yeah. good relationship I, advice. I bro. try to stay away from the relationship expert. <laughs> 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 that ain't they got enough of them. That ain't
2: I'm still figuring it. <laughs> you and you you doing the work right now to, you know what I'm saying, get yourself in that position which I which I'm proud of you, man. Thank you, brother. That I mean your story is is phenomenal and I think just your story alone removed mm. all the excuses of anybody that's watching it. Yeah, we we'll don't do that. <laughs> I mean, if you done been through something, yeah, you could probably either relate to the situation yeah. or your situation probably ain't even been that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes we just need a frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, your story, literally, there's no reason that we can't do the work yeah. to put ourselves back on track. And it's crazy how much, because even, trap, when you even telling me how long ago you was in the streets it wasn't that long ago yeah so that just also shows how just a consistent focused season of your life oh yeah uh,
1: just a, just a, a few years yeah could literally change everything the trajectory you have a whole new life we don't got no discipline one of my favorite things to listen to every morning is ET discipline it's a track called discipline on youtube and he got another track I love called Set the Standard. Those two, I don't miss them. Cause he talks about discipline and he talks about setting a standard and then raising the standard and then living in the standard. Right? So we so caught up in not wanting to miss nothing. I don't want to miss the concert. I don't want to miss, bro. I don't care. I miss. And I, again, because I've been to prison and because I was in the street. My relationship with money and my relationship with missing out on stuff is different than a lot of other people. Bro, I don't be caring about birthdays. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my people are like, hey, what you doing for your birthday? Man, I'm going to go get my daughter. We probably going to get some ice cream or something. I'm We're going to sit in the movie theater. What you going to watch, then? <laughs> I'm good. My, my connection to being outside, I don't got to do it. I don't want to be out late. I got a lot to, I got a lot on the line and I know one of my ogs told me this if you' driving at night and you're going over 65 miles an hour you ask for something bad to happen if you're outside at night and you're outside after 12 30 one o'clock you're inviting something bad to happen mm. when new stuff happen bro doing more than 65. when do stuff happen one two o'clock in the morning man let me alleviate that let me alleviate that bro I don't even like going outside late bro what time of that? what 10 o'clock Nah, fam, Mm -mm. (laughs) ain't nothing out there for me. My little one in the bed, bro. Ain't nothing out there. Holler at me in the morning. But we don't want to miss out on nothing, and that keeps us from missing out on everything. We don't want to miss out on the the events. Oh, this concert, I got to go to it. Oh, I got to take this vacation that you can't afford. This I got to get them shoes. I got to get that purse. I got to get that bag. I got to get them. And I just got to have it. And I'm in here like yo, I'm wearing Wall Street Trapper stuff every day. Non-stop. I don't got to worry about putting clothes on. I'm going to the closet. I got like 20. I got a warehouse. Six thousand square feet, bro. If I run out of stuff, go in there and get something. I wear mine every day. I ain't worried about on missing out on nothing because I know one thing what I'm willing to do I'm willing to do right now what other people can't do so I can live the rest of my life so other people can the way other people can't live I'm willing to do that because I come from poverty I don't come from just low middle class I come from poverty- uh-huh. you feel me it's a difference and I'm not this ain't no this ain't no a lot and I know a lot of people use this as selling points but I'm not trying to sell shit you feel me, bro? I come from it. My mama, right now, 58 years old, bro. I'm looking at; it, she still got the bullet holes in her body. I still got them in my body. We still scarred with each other. We still trying to build our relationship. You feel me? We wow. still learning how to communicate with each other. I keep telling her, "You don't got to keep apologizing me for the past." Mm. We here. Get your ass. I bought her house. She the house she was in. I said, man, I bought the house." Man, rent that house out and come live out here. You tripping? <laughs> you feel me? She's so she so scarred by her trauma. She don't know how to leave the hood. Like what are you doing? So, bro, I come from it. Man, I ain't missing nothing.
0: Trap, I'm curious, man, because um, one thing I admire about you, just I can see this now, your relationship with strong men. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, even the, the guys that you you talking about communicating with, I'm like, damn, those are some of the strongest men. Yeah. Some of the men that you probably have to be your most vulnerable to because you really need that counsel. But you didn't come from that. You mm-hmm. came from. If you share too much, it could be perceived as weakness. Yeah. So how was that transition? Did Was it a, a mental transition that you had to go through or, you know, a change of, of any kind or of what was it?
1: Man, the Bible said every strong man should have wise counsel. The Quran said the same thing. Bro, I don't, I'm not saying I'm the most religious man, but I read them. hmm You know what I'm saying? You're not about to get up me and say, here I'm a saint. I'm probably the most flawed person you'll ever meet, bro. I got a whole bunch of demons that I fight every day. You feel me because of stuff I did in my past. And but the Bible and the Quran say you, are a man should have wise counsel. So if I'm around men, if you married and you talking to me about cheating on your wife, I can't go to you because I'm trying to one day have that. You gonna be you gonna be showing me how to get away with it. Mm. I don't. And what happens is when you feed the flesh, bro, it's it's never satisfied. You feel me? So I gotta go to men who I know. Man, Et had sex with one woman his whole life, and he been married to for thirty years, bro. That's a game changer. Wow. wow, mentor. Wow. You know, we used to get. You know, we
2: used to. I remember in school we used to get roasted for being virgins. But even as you said that, I'm like, damn, that's some strong. That's you feel me? Because you know what's even stronger. E.T.
1: can have whoever he want. Bro,
0: yeah,
1: anybody in the world. Listen to Not what anybody. he told me. He told me this. He said, Trap, I've been doing this for 20-some-odd years. I'm one mistake away from messing it all up. That's humility. That's understanding what's at stake. Mm. You feel me? And I watched when we was on tour. I watched how he moved. We was on tour. He didn't go nowhere without his wife. He, he needed to be protected at all times. You feel me? When we eat, let's go get breakfast. I right, bet. Let me make sure Didi ready. Didi Dee Dee don't get up till two o'clock. I right, bet. Trap. What we doing? Let's go get lunch. Yup. Let's bring Dee, Dee We finished. We finished the the assignment for the day, whatever that speaking and getting was. Man, what are we gonna eat at? I don't know. Let's see what Didi want to do. <laughs> you feel me? I get he it. ain't he ain't moving without her. But what that's doing is that's a heads around him. Mm-hmm. That's making sure he good. Because he understanding, yeah, yo, he is a man of God. But guess what he understanding, yo? You don't play with them temptation. And then as a man of leadership and as a man of principle and as a man of status. Man, check this out, man. In order to increase your territory, you got to increase your capacity. Right? So let's think about David for a second. And I won't go. But I love it because it teaches us stories. So David was tested when he could have killed Saul multiple times. So David Lloyd was like, nah, bro, we good. Even when all his homos was like, hey, man, let's kill him, bro. He got him. He we we got him. He been trying to kill us for years. David like, nah, bro, we can't kill him. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut his him and I'm going to show it to him. Hey, bro, I could have killed you. Saul was like, oh, at that moment he knew, okay, he different. All right, cool. But David still admired the fact that Saul was a man of God. God shows him. But every time David passed the test, God was increasing his capacity so he can increase his territory. So even when Saul died, watch this the man who killed Saul, David, killed him because he said, Bro, you don't supposed to put your hand on a man of God. But he's thinking, David, I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing. Mm. So God gives David the territory. Made him king. David is king. From the lion to the bear to Goliath, he passed those tests as a warrior. As Saul, his test of loyalty was tested. So now I give you the kingdom. What was his downfall? Bathsheba, his best friend wife. He couldn't, f- the flesh, the power. Looking at it, he looking above. He see his best friend sh- in the shower. His wife is his best friend. He ain't go inside. Man, I'm tripping. I can't do that. He looked at her. As soon as you do that, guess what happened? Lust. You start fantasizing. Damn, my dog. <laughs> my daughter know what to do with all that. <laughs> I'm the king. She can't turn me down. Slayer. Imagination. Uh-huh. Lust. Sit in on him. I'm the king. Hey, yo, go send but Tell her come up here. You hear me? She come up there. Hey, check this out Uriah at war. What's up? So she's like, nah, you tripping. Hey, do you not want to please your king? What's wrong with you? You feel me? Mm -hmm. The lust done hit him. It's it's on him. He know that ain't the right thing to do. It's on him. Why? You ain't had nothing to protect protect them parameters. He hit his best friend's wife. He get up pregnant. His best friend come in, not a guilt come in, because it don't take but a second. Mm Mm-hmm. It don't take but a moment. The guilt come in. So now what he do? He go try to send his best friend. Hey, bro, we had some drinks. We had fun. Man, go have some sex with your wife, man. His best friend like, nah, bro, we, we on a mission. He committed to the mission, right? Committed to the mission. What you, we committed? He like, nah, 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 nah. Go have sex with your wife. He like, David, I can't do that, bro. Stop. <laughs> I'm about to go. I ain't Matter of fact, I ain't even going home. I'm about to, you good? You straight? I'm not going to do that. That's going to throw me off. Aye, right, bro. So now, the guilt of a man. Hey, check this out. Go take David. Send him to the most chaotic part. Leave. I mean, go take... Um, you're my, right. You're right. Send him to the most chaotic part. Leave him there. The man, like, what? Man, leave him there. He killed his best friend. As God increased your territory, he got to increase your capacity to know you can deal with it. But what happened, because every level you go on, as a man, that flesh gonna be tested, bro. So when I see E.T. do certain things, he's saying, yo, I'm not even about to play with the temptation. I don't wanna play with it. Cause once I taste it and get away with it, oh, I done increase the capacity. Now I done decrease the capacity to rock mm-hmm. with God and increase the capacity. And here's, what, here's what E.T. told me. I always gonna revert, cause I'm, I'm around strong men, bro, who pull into me. He say, "Trap, listen to me. The God will bless you and the devil will bless you. Mm, wow. God will bless you and the devil will bless you. But guess what? The devil gonna feed you enough to where he gets you hooked and then he gonna destroy you. Man, I work too hard to be destroyed. Not like that. Nah, we done went through getting, we done, we done, we done overcame too many gunfights and too many other stuff to be a victim to. because I can't control my lust. Nah, we not doing that." So I follow men who have that type of discipline, so that I can I know what I'm looking forward to working on. I, I'm looking at E because I ain't nothing against my uncle, but I wasn't raised around my uncle, so I didn't see the healthy dynamics. Right, right. So when I'm with E, I'm studying. I'm like, oh, is how he dealt with his wife. Okay, that's what he do with his children. So when I'm around my my partner Marcus, okay, this what he do. when I'm around Neil, okay, you know I can. And I don't put my head on a chopping block for nobody, but man, I've been around them dudes three, four, five years, bro. Man, they make me proud as husband. I believe you, I believe you. You feel me? Yeah. I ain't gonna put my head on a chopping block, but boy, I put, I man, them dudes doing a good job, bro. Like I'm watching them dudes work they butt off. Yo, Neo, he can't stop getting his wife pregnant. He can't, be he, cheap. can't <laughs> he can't stop. He can't stop. not I'm like, bro, been on you four years. That lady been pregnant four years. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, like I'm watching Mark. It's like, bro, he with his, he work, he come up, man. I with my kids. You feel me? So now they got I me mean, with well, my daughter again. I'm, I'm seeing it. So now I'm like, I bet right, this is a good situation for my daughter. I'm watching David Shands. build a pod, build the pod, build the pod. Yo, it's daddy time. I was in the car. He walked in the house. I said, Oh, it's daddy time, bro. I'm gonna holler at you. I see what you're doing. Two weeks out, same thing. He in the gym all day, every day. You not gonna come in? I speak to my wife. You tripping? Mm. I don't even much play with her like that. Come here and speak to her. I don't need her thinking nothing, sweet. So we protecting. I'm watching men. I'm around. Put the protection around itself. You feel me? I'm watching them. Okay. So wifey feel good. Oh, I can. She ain't tripping on me working out with all these women. Cause guess what? Don't come in here and not speak to her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't come in here and not do this. Okay, Marcus. You got people with recession proof. Oh, don't, bro. These dudes multi millionaire. You don't know. Nah. So for me, I'm around men who I see happily married. I'm around E.T., who I study. I'm around C.J., who I study.
0: They say you become who you hang around. Oh, that mean I'm going to be a good husband. That's next level, man, because I think most young men, they follow other men just for money. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at those other aspects. Mm-hmm. So with you, just, I mean, basically you, you're saying that Financial success means family is included. You can't have a a wife way. is included. Yeah, you can't have it. Right. I love that. I think a lot of a lot more people need to hear that.
2: First off, let me tell you, something. I'm going to celebrate right after the pod right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smashing it. If you was on a schedule, you getting dropped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it ain't happening. To test your flesh, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, listen, trap. This this has been phenomenal, man. I think you over delivered and you gave me some game on some things I wasn't expecting to get. Mm. I'm sure the people wasn't expecting to get.
0: <laughs> and You know what? And and, and I, and I, 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 listen, I disagree with that. Cause I think we did expect that mm. because every successful man that we've had come up, they all won. is either they got a wife or they planning to get one. Yeah. They all got a spiritual, spiritually principled. Mm. Right. And they all been through some, some real shit in the right. past that they transformed. So, you know I, I think we we did expect that mm. you, you don't you don't you don't get to where you at without without going through those things
2: no that's that, that's a that's a fact man that's a fact and and um it's it's funny how also everybody that gets to these levels you you kind of i think people hope that you are going to hear some kind of miraculous trick but it's the same shit. Like it's these same yeah. fundamentals.
1: Fundamentals, man.
2: That everybody's doing <laughs> yeah. to be successful. So yeah. it, it ain't it ain't no trick work. Nah. To this fellas, like ain't no secret sauce. It ain't no secret sauce. My dog is doing the work. Mm. My dog is reading. My dog is planning. My dog got a routine. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the it's just the stuff you hearing a different version of it every episode. Yeah. And I mean, your your story is absolutely phenomenal. And trap, I want you to close us out. By um telling the audience where they can get in contact mm-hmm. with you, and uh, if you got something special for them, man, I don't listen. Let's see if we can, let, let, Let's see if you can figure <laughs> out. Let's see if we get y'all. What's if we get y'all trap booming <laughs> right, right as well? You know what I'm saying? Let's uh, see. Um,
1: so I got a few things going on. Um, just the personal Instagram is wall underscore street underscore trapper. Um, we do a live show on uh, teaching people how to heal financial trauma, how to invest, because. You know, we should be investing in this time. We should not be afraid to invest in a stock market during this time. Um, it is during these type of economic downturns that the wealthy people of America triple their network. And it's not a secret. Every year, if you go back, nine eleven was tragic. But guess what? And two years after that, the wealth of America had increased by another 35 percent. Same people. Right, 2008 was tragic, but guess what? They had increased their wealth another 20, 30%. Pandemic was tragic, but guess what? Two years later, the wealthy people increased their wealth by $5 trillion. This is not, it's not rocket science. You feel me? So these are the times, and so each and every Tuesday at seven o'clock on the Wall Street looks like Us Now Network, we do trapping Tuesdays. um, And it's available on all podcast platforms. my saying for everybody is the Apple stocker did keep the poverty away. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The Apple a did keep the poverty away. The Apple stock is the biggest company in America, has the largest market cap in America, and it's one of the best-run companies in America. So if you don't know where to start at, then just buy you some Apple stock. You probably got an iPhone anyway. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So that's my saying, the Apple stocker did keep the poverty away. Yeah, I got it right
2: there. Ain't nothing, Listen, ain't nothing else to say. <laughs> right. Apple stock a day, key. the poverty away. <laughs> and that's, and listen, and that's the bot for the day, man. Trap, I really appreciate you. Thank yeah, you, bro, man. Blessed Bless to, to have you. you. Blessed to have you, Um, you know, uh, just. To be able to have these conversations, man. Yeah. I mean, even for me and Ryan, man. Maybe
0: blessed to have this. Hey, shout out to us. dog. we got one chat on this. motherfucker.
2: You know, we got, <laughs> we
1: blessed. This is a testament to how <laughs> hard we've been working. Batman,
0: right. Bro. Right. I see y'all, man. And, uh, y'all putting
1: all good work, man. And,
2: and, and let me tell you, man. You you actually got me. I'm about to I'm about to tighten up. Yeah, man. Myself, like you got me. And and it's funny, man.
1: I hear. I hear
2: it all the time, but it's just right. certain messages just hit a little different. <laughs> right, right, right. right, it's just right certain right. messages hit a little different. <laughs> I heard the same man. i read, I, read, yeah, I read two books, but I'm like, goddamn, I ain't reading two books a week.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm like, I, gotta, I got, I got really got to tighten I mean, up. Yeah. So right. I, I, I appreciate you coming up here and lacing us again with your story, lacing us with this game, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of Hardly Initiated. You better subscribe to the channel. If yeah, you this far. Yeah. Because you got a handful of game, and you know if you come back the ne- next episode, it's going to be the same. But listen, Harley initiated, we are out